Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Doing pretty well, man. I'm, uh, as far as I know, coronavirus-free. That's a I guess great, I don't really know. That's a positive thing. That's very positive. Yeah. That's very positive. Yeah. Uh, and, and before we get too far started with this, I want to say I've been talking to people about this. Uh, this corona thing gets kind of people like it's it's got a big stigma, right? Because it's pretty scary. It spreads Absolutely. like crazy. But if somebody, you know, has the coronavirus, that doesn't I mean that there's nothing wrong with them. That doesn't nah. make that. I mean, it's don't be scared of them. They're still regular people. You can still even talk to them. <laughs> Over the phone or walk up to their door like you would do anybody else. Say hello. Just don't, you know, get within however many feet until they're better. So anyway, I just uh, the stigma that is put on people that have it right now. I feel like feel like we need to figure out a way to get over part of that. Uh, yeah. That being said, today's coronavirus nosebleed sports podcast is being brought to you by Positivity Wednesday. So, That's right. So, Adam, you want to let them let the let's let the people know what we're doing today on the podcast uh, to to try to get away from the spreading the fear uh, of this thing and and trying to trying to get a little different. Well, before I uh, before I get into that real quick, you did mention that we are sponsored by uh, positivity today. That's so, right. That's fine. Um, but uh, so going along with that uh, theme of positivity, we are also sponsored by training personally with Peggy Edwards. Gaining and maintaining a healthy mind, body, and spirit requires healthy eating, exercise, reducing stress, practicing a positive attitude, huh? yeah. and seeking truth. Yeah. Okay, Those are all things that are going to help you stay away from the coronavirus or get healed if you have it. Those are also things uh, that are uh, the keys to, uh, in, the, in the philosophy that, that Peggy Edwards runs training personally by assisting you in this journey in this mission uh is it's it's not only about exercise it's about the relationships and the accountability between clients and trainer and right now you will not go to training personally to the physical location which is located at 3634 Budno Avenue in Cincinnati Ohio 45211 is a zip code so for a little while hold off on going there but but at 7 p.m. on Facebook, training personally with Peggy Edwards. Just get go to Facebook, search for that. It'll bring up the page. Peggy Edwards is live almost every single day at 7 o'clock uh, and also Saturday morning. So the, really her regular hours, basically, or her regular days that she was open, she is open at the gym. She is still providing you your workouts. She's still providing personal training and as a matter of fact this one's free <laughs> so even better uh, yeah even better for for a short time here until we can get things back to close to normal and you can go in and work out again uh and, and see peggy's wonderful face and talk to her because that's really the best part of going there and working out mm -hmm. uh but until then log on to facebook uh she gets she does a live a live video where she is working out with you She's not just standing there and you know in a in uh, some pajama pants telling you what to do, uh, eating some you know eating some ice cream or something like that. She's actually doing the stuff with you. So that's what I would do if I was doing a Facebook Live video and telling and teaching you how to work out. I'd be sitting there with some ice cream telling you what to do. 
but she doesn't do that because she's an actual real certified personal trainer. That's right. Uh, so anyway, for the time being, log in, uh, check out her Facebook page even when she's not doing a live video. Get all the information you need about the gym. Uh, you can contact her uh, by phone 513-328-0296 with any questions you have. Or you can message her on Facebook. It's impossible not to get a hold of anybody these days. That's all right. right? <laughs> so and, uh, and she's very quick to respond. She, she's very excited to help you. Uh, whatever questions you have, you have some some uh, existing ailments or you're coming off a surgery three, four years ago or six months ago or whatever, she can cover all that for you. She can get, she can give you all the nutrition information, all the exercise information you need that's going to keep you safe, keep you healthy, and uh, keep your mind, body, and spirit in line during this uh, this weird time we're in. That's right. So on that note, uh, that's our single sponsor for the day. Uh, because I, I can't get, I can't get my phone to turn on. So, uh, I can't figure out what I was supposed to say. So that being That's said, all right, but, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go. No, no. I was, I was just going to say, so you, uh, you threw it to me and then I took it in a, in a, in a different direction, but I'm bringing it back around because I was supposed to, uh, explain what exactly we're doing today. So we've talked the last two weeks about this, the coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever it's, whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, and we've talked about it. We've talked about how it's affected us. We've talked about all kinds of stuff we're hearing on the news and the media and all that good stuff. Um, you know, nothing new that nobody else is hearing. Everybody's getting all the information all the time on this stuff. Um, but, uh, what we are doing tonight on the nosebleed sports podcast, something that's not too hard for you, pretty hard for me, but it's a great exercise because I'm trying to get better at this. We are doing a positive only Positive only talk about the coronavirus. That's right. Anything we say about that has to be positive. That's it right. Cannot be negative. Can't and, be negative. And I will let you tell everyone what happens if either one of us make a negative comment regarding, in relation to, in any way, the coronavirus. If we, if someone makes a negative comment, uh, the other person uh, has to do ten push-ups. That per that person has to do ten push-ups. So we'll call each other exactly. out if it happens. Okay. That sounds good. All right. So on that note, uh, let's talk about some positive things that have come. Maybe that not have come because of this. Yeah, because because of this. People there there are people out there that are coming together right now in this this country, the you know, where where some people are a little weird and now and they're they're being a little a little awkward. There's a whole lot of really good stuff going on. People are coming together, they're sending a lot of money out for the people on the front lines, people are helping out. I, I'm gonna tell you the first thing I noticed. So when this all first went down and they closed everything uh, I guess it's been about two weeks ago. Whenever the second day that you were able to that the that the restaurants were closed, we went yep. to a little burger restaurant uh, down the road, Chandler's, and got some takeout. And uh, it was really cool. Every person there was picking up their takeout from you know you just walk in, it's all sitting at the bar, uh, pay for it, and then you pick up your bags and you go. Everybody there was giving ten, twenty, thirty dollar tips. When nice. they're not, you know, you're not sitting down and having a meal, but there's, you know, uh, some of the waitresses that are always there were running food back and forth from the kitchen to the bar to put the bags up there. The cooks are obviously back there. The bartender was busy as all get out. Uh, Jackie, you do a great job. Uh, shout out to you. Uh, longtime friend of the family of my wife. And 
she does an amazing job up there. She was running. She runs a bar. She's been up there both times. We've been up there to get food since. But you know, and 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 people are are very giving and. It's that is a really cool thing that I saw. So now every time I go to pick something up, I, I, I make sure that I got an extra 10 spot or something like that in my pocket and, and give it off to the people that I that I pick it up because those people are literally still going to work and seeing hundreds of people walking in to this restaurant. Now they're doing all the right things and they're staying far apart and but they're still taking a credit card and swiping it and handing it back and then washing their hands. I mean, Jesus peace, their hands got to look like yours as dry as could possibly be. But uh yeah. uh yeah, so so that was kind of a cool thing that I saw going on and I and I hope and and I see a lot of people doing that. There's a lot of people raising money for individual restaurants to put towards people that have been laid off and waitresses and stuff like that. Now, hopefully this stimulus package uh, gives them some money. Uh, their full, their full checks. I don't know how you do that with waitresses because they get a lot of tips. So they're going to be missing out on a lot of things. So hopefully, uh, there's a lot of really good coming that way. What do you got? Any, any fun, any, any fun, interesting facts you found? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, man. I'll tell you what, um, it's every day on Twitter, um, and probably all the other social media places, too, but uh, I, I spend more time on Twitter probably than any other ones. But I know on, on you can get on Facebook and Instagram and see the same things. Uh, there are videos being posted constantly. Every single day, I'm tearing up about a video or Dude, two. Dude, it's the I'm truth, seeing. man. That is so Telling true. You. I'm with you. Uh, you know, these things, because people are really coming together about, with you know, trying to help businesses stay afloat like you were just talking about and really trying to support the healthcare industry because those are the people that are getting hit harder than anybody. Um, and those are the people that are in the most danger of, of you know, getting, you know, getting the, 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 the virus. Right. Right. Um, so because they have to take care of the people that have it. So um, seeing videos of people that, you know, like neighbors coming out and entire neighborhoods coming out when they know uh, people who are leaving for work to go. That's the to work coolest at a hospital thing. I love something, that. And they yeah. all come out and cheer for them. Yeah. You know, I've seen stuff like that, you know, that in uh, a lot of these uh, some some other countries that have I feel like I don't know how many different countries are like that. But like there is like a similar uh, a similar, I don't know, like housing plan or something like that, where people are coming out. I guess maybe it's just apartment buildings like here, but I don't know. <laughs> I was just going to say, out. most places are, are very similar to the way that we yeah, build I streets. Guess, pe- we all have streets. We all have roads. We all have neighborhoods. <laughs> there's apartments. Well, <laughs> but I mean, I'm seeing all these videos of, of people coming out on their balconies. Yeah. Um, and there's like a whole street full of buildings where everybody comes out on their balcony at the same time. Yeah. And everybody on a street has a balcony and people are coming out and either – like dancing together. I've seen people uh, working out together, like yeah. from their balconies. I've seen people uh, singing together. And there's a, one of the first ones a couple of weeks ago, there's a, uh, I think an opera singer in Italy or something like that, a professional singer that comes out at the same time every evening and does like an, like an opera, like with this incredible voice for the, for wow. the neighborhood. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh really really cool. I want to um, be like Shaq. I want to get like some DJ equipment out there. I want to get like a boombox going and just spin some spin some beats out, let everybody dance in their driveway, hang out and yeah. party. That kind of stuff. Yeah, that kind of stuff's going on and it's it's really cool to see. Um but yeah, I, there's a lot of stuff you can find. Um 
a, a lot of companies that are kind of changing what they're doing. Um, the, the company that makes the official Major League Baseball uniforms, they started making uh, covers for the masks or, or I don't know. If, yeah. I think they're, they're either the masks themselves or just covers for the masks yeah. because there are healthcare uh, workers that are wearing like the N95 masks and then also a cover over that. Right. So they're making like pinstripe, uh, you know, that look like baseball uniforms out of the same material. And so, so it's a really cool thing if you're, uh, if you're in the healthcare industry and you have to wear one of those and you can grab something kind of cool and stylish and show that you love yeah. baseball and you're thinking about baseball even though it's not here, stuff like that. that that's really cool. I've seen some, um, some alcohol co- you know, companies that make beer or whatever kind of alcohol changing and making hand sanitizer. Yeah, uh, there's actually you know, one so locally that was supposed to open up here recently uh, downtown. They were supposed to have their grand opening. I, I want to say it was this week or last weekend, uh, the guy, guy that works for him lives in my subdivision, and he said instead, obviously, they can't have a grand opening. They've completely changed everything over, and they're making hand sanitizer in their stills. That's cool, and I'll tell you, yeah, and, and, and that's one of the really the coolest things about this is seeing the creativity yeah. uh, and the innovation from people. You know, and I, I mean, and just thinking, especially running an entire business and changing your com- completely changing your business model yep. on a dime like that, flipping it around and figuring out immediately how to do something to help yep. and, and being able to mass produce things that we really, really need. Um, I need some, I need somebody to start making paper towels. I'm getting pretty low on paper towels. Are you starting okay? to get scared a little bit? I'm getting a little nervous. Uh, one of the things that happened the other day, just today, actually, or last night, I think I went to my second last roll of paper towels, put it on the paper towel holder. And then I went and I grabbed one, went to rip it off. I realized it's the select So the little, like where they have them in half. Yeah. I never get those. I can't stand those. I didn't even realize it. They were the only ones at the grocery store like two weeks ago, two and yeah. a half weeks ago when I got them. Yeah. The only ones left there. So I got them. Didn't even really pay attention. I normally pay close attention to that, but it didn't matter anyway. You weren't paying so attention to anything so except for getting out of that, out of, except for getting out of that uh, grocery store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but but that's what I got, and that's I'm, I have to be fine with that right now because that's all I have. Um, but just the point is that. I love seeing, you know, people be able to adjust and adapt and, and to be especially to be able to help other people. We've seen um, some some restaurants, even though every restaurant and food service is is struggling now. Um, I, we've, I, we've seen people donate massive amounts of food to hospitals for their workers and stuff. Yeah, um, I, there's a uh, I saw a, a story about a, a bride and groom. Obviously, weddings are getting canceled or actually, well, I guess, wedding receptions mostly are getting canceled. Right. You can still get married. But um, a, a couple in England, um, they had to cancel. They got married, uh, but they had to cancel their reception, obviously, because they had 400 people or it was like. I don't know, 200 people coming or something, but they had 400 meals prepared from the um, from the catering company. Yeah, that you know had had their they allocated 400 meals to these people. So since they couldn't use them, they donated those to a hospital staff. Yeah, that's uh, cool. to, to feed those people that are working. You know, some people, especially probably doctors, are probably there 24, 48 hours at a time. I've I've seen videos about doctors that are sleeping at the hospital getting up, you know, uh, in the middle of the night when they get called going and sleeping for an hour, going back and doing something else, you know, just 
people are really giving of themselves to, to help other people. And there are so many cool stories. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, there, there's as bad as this thing is and as bad as I, we keep hearing that it's still going to probably get before it gets better. Um, a lot of cool stuff. People telling really the line. reaching out. You're telling the and line. Being cool and helping each other. What's that? You're telling the line. Oh, oh, oh you're right. <laughs> you're right. I didn't mean to. You're, uh, thank you. Thank you for, uh, <laughs> thank you for lassoing me back in. I got to tell you though, and you might have something else. You might have another thing you saw or something else you really want to talk about. But I've got one thing that I know came out of this where the fact that people are stuck at home or you're not supposed to be leaving the house unless you absolutely have to for something critical because people are going to be home because I got to say, you know, Netflix has got to be at an all time high. Oh, if yeah. You have stock in Netflix or Hulu or prime Amazon prime, you know, any of the shipping places. Yeah. Those pla those places are thriving. Sure. Like big time. So, I mean, that's another good thing. Good for the, for that part of the, you know, part right. of the supply chain, I yeah. guess. The biggest thing, the most exciting thing. And we just found out, uh, was it yesterday or this morning? Maybe yesterday morning, I think, um, the ESPN documentary about the 98 Chicago bulls. It's called the last dance. We found out last year, we found out probably a year or yeah. maybe a little more ago yeah. that, in June of this year, because I, because I remember talking about that like yeah. early 2019. We were like, talked about it here on this podcast. For this, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I was like, "There's no." It seems I'm, I'll probably be dead by then. So, but <laughs> thank goodness, as long as I last a couple more weeks on this earth, I am going to get to see it because they have moved the start date of that documentary series up. From June to uh, April 19th, right? Is it the 19th? Yes, April 19th. April I 19th, The Last Dance, the story of the 1998 Chicago Bulls um, is going to be out on ESPN. Ten-part series. The first two episodes are that night, April 19th. And then this is what I was – no, I'm not disappointed about anything tonight. I'm not disappointed. Right. But here's how it's going to go down. The first two episodes, it's two episodes each time, but you have to – but you get to wait – a week it's okay no no that's not about one. it's about the corona so <laughs> corona is where the negativity is not allowed to come in you can be negative about the the the, the last dance it's okay nope. <laughs> i'm gonna try to make it i'm gonna try to make it about everything today but no, you're right i'm not but, because but this, tiger king is coming up here in a little bit and when we start talking about <laughs> yeah, that yeah. i don't know how much positivity i can throw at that thing <laughs> that's fair we can we can do whatever we want for that part but yeah no, that's what I'm most excited about, man. I'm so pumped for this thing. We talked about it for a few minutes yesterday. You saw that and you called me. And we talked First about thing it. I thought of was I need to call Adam. This is the I oh. can. This is the greatest thing in the world. And and a lot of people probably saw the same thing. Richard Jefferson and uh, LeBron James on a same time or not a same time a FaceTime deal. And and Richard Jefferson's like, you know, if ESPN does, wants to do it right, they need to get that thing out early. And LeBron's like, dude, if they do that, that'd be unbelievable. And they talked about it for a minute, and then next thing you know, boom, 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 it's done. Okay, let's let's dispel something here. That was all fake. They they talked about it, but 
Richard Jefferson was not the first one to say something about that. No, now, no, 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 no. I'm saying I wasn't saying he was the first one. I was just saying okay. that most people saw this that way because it was all over Twitter. Yeah. That little phone thing. I'm not saying that he was the right. first one. I'm saying that that was, you know, that was the 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 way a lot of people probably found out that it was coming out April 19th. You're right. And then more and more people were talking about it, and that's probably what prompted ESPN to do it. Because originally, a couple weeks ago, people started talking about that, and they said they came out and said it's not all the way finished. We can't release it early until it's finished. Right. So, I guess you know, and and that's the thing. Maybe they have, if they're doing it doing it chronologically, which I don't know that those things normally go that way. Um, but if they did have, like, okay, we have all the material we need for the first two episodes or four episodes or five episodes or whatever, if they had at least that part done then they can be like, okay, well, we're going to do two episodes at a time, a week apart each time. For So for five weeks, we're going to get this thing, which is is exciting. You know what? I was about to complain about it a little bit ago. Yeah. But I – and I would love to sit there for 10 straight hours and watch that thing. 100%. I know you would. But it would – it will be – it will give you for five weeks or for four weeks something to look forward to you know, every week uh, yeah. for the next whatever day that co- uh, it's a Sunday, I think it is. So every Sunday for five weeks, you're going to get a new two more episodes of that documentary series. So you're going to have something to be excited about every single week through April, through from April 19th through early June. Yeah. I got a feeling that this is going to be a big part of, uh, of the podcast here <laughs> yeah. For the end of April into into May and June, so because I don't, we don't know when sports are going to come back because you know there's a lot of people saying this thing could really start spiking here in the next week or two, and that yep. you know that could delay. It could be later than that in other parts of the country. It could be faster than that in different parts of the country. It's already happened in some parts of the country. So uh, this this could be something that goes along for a while. I don't care how you feel about it. It doesn't matter. I think every single person in the world feels the same way about Tiger King, though. Yeah. I could be Uh, wrong about that, too, because I think I might be a a little bit different than most people. I feel like I wasted seven hours of my life. People are loving this documentary, (laughs) loving it, and telling everybody to watch it. uh, Peggy Edwards from Training Personally, I talked to her uh, yesterday. um, And happy birthday, by the way. Uh, yeah, Peggy. So I talked to her yesterday and, and she was, and I mentioned something about it or she said something about it. And I said, don't watch it. It's a waste of your life. You'll never get those seven hours back. <laughs> You're never going to get them back. So, uh, I don't know how I got, I kind of feel that way at the same time. If you turn it on and start watching it, you can't stop. Right. <laughs> you can't. I was up till like no. four, four thirty in the morning <laughs> until I finally just couldn't do it anymore the other night and had to finish it the next day but it was that is this this let's so so spoiler alert if you have not seen tiger king yet then then stop right here fast forward about 10 15 minutes and uh we'll come back with something that oh we're supposed not supposed to do this were we that's okay i'm I'm out of order into it let's do it uh, because we're going to get into the 1996 NBA draft a little bit too, which would have been a great segue from the basketball we talked about. Uh, we okay. were talking about the last dance once again. Uh, screwed up the, the 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 flow of the thing, but anyway. So uh, if you are, we're going to talk about this Tiger King. So this cat, Joe Exotic, 
<laughs> I like how you called him a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he's a cat, all right. Uh, okay, first question for you. Uh, okay. Who, who's the scariest person on this TV show? That's not even a fair question. Because uh, <laughs> there, the, there's a lot of people that are equally scary to me, but there's one person that is the most scary person. Okay, I think we might have the same answer about this. It's the cat lady, right? No. Oh, for me, it's totally the cat lady. She scares me to death. And she scared her husband to death. I'm going to say it right now. (laughs) She killed her first husband. She did. She killed her. And I just heard the FBI, since this Tiger King came out, reopened the cold case. Oh. Yes. Very interesting. So Joe's loving that. Yes, he is. Joe's loving that from prison, hearing that. (laughs) Yes, he is. Uh, (laughs) He's suing... He's suing somebody for $700 million or $70 million or something crazy. Uh, and then his the, the other one that I really like is his husband, uh, the one that didn't shoot himself in the head, which I can't figure out if that was for real or if that was fake or not. or, or Not no, fake. Oh, no. No, no. I know it was real. But if he oh. did it on purpose or if he really thought there was nothing in the clip and jokingly held to his head like the guy said. Anyway, so the one that's still alive, John, who – Turns out, surprise, surprise, was never gay to begin with. Just <laughs> Neither you know, one of them were. Neither, neither one, one of, of his husbands were gay. And he was married to both of them at the same time. Yep. What? Anyway, uh, why, do I, why do these people in the cat world all married to a million people? So he's suing Netflix because he got his teeth fixed. All right? He got his teeth fixed, and he said they had some... They had sat down and talked to him while he had his teeth after he had had his teeth fixed and didn't play any of that. So every oh. just totally personify him as a total hillbilly with jacked up meth teeth. And you know what? You know what he said? What's that? He said he did not lose those teeth because of drug use. It was a uh, uh, it was a uh, genetic condition. Now that I'm going to tell you right now that there really are genetic conditions where people you know, it just it is what it is. I think his genetic condition is probably that he you know it's uh, it's just he was taking meth. Re, re, yeah, he was taking meth. That's his genetic. Disposition. And maybe his parents did that. That's what's yeah. genetic about it. Exactly. Holy cow! This is the absolute craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. I hated every second of it, but I couldn't stop watching. The lady, the news lady, she said it perfectly. It's a train wreck. No matter what happens with this dude, you're going to keep watching. There's so many different ways we can take this conversation. So yeah. many different things right. you can talk about. Let's go back thing. to who the scariest person to you was because I never got Scary, your answer. This, the person that I would be the most scared of probably there? Well, uh, Travis, the, the, his, the one that shot himself and yeah. killed himself. Um, I don't want to say that he deserved it, but they talked about how he w- was always just walking around with a gun, pointing it at people, pointing it at his head. You can't do that. That's not how it's, it's not okay to behave. And that's one of a million examples in this thing of how it's a to- it's a different world. It's like those people that were, that worked on that, on that and all the other zoo, especially that one, never left the premises, did not ever leave. They lived there. They they didn't have to go shopping because Walmart's expired meat came for them to eat. 
Um, <laughs> to, to, they I didn't, didn't have to do I anything. Everything do they that. needed was there on the farm, and and they all of their needs were met on that at that zoo, and they never left. So they had their own world there, and that's why they behaved. People behaved that way, and he was bringing in people to work that were like strung out on the end of their rope, just released from jail. Yeah, he's like, trying to help people nowhere out. to go. Right, which was a nice – I think he was a kind-hearted person in that way. But he was – he also did it because according to some of the people that work there that have spoken about it since, he did that because he knew he could control them because that's – and he was about – he had to have control over every single little thing. Joe Exotic we're talking about. Every single little thing that happened, every single person on that place, the way the whole thing ran – he had managers and stuff working for him and managing a lot of it, but he was in charge of all of them and he had say over everything. He could control those people. That's why he had those kind of people working for him. Uh, and Travis, that dude came the same with John. So that's they the guy who scared came. you the most? No, no, no. Oh, okay. The guy that scared me the most, and I, yeah, you're right. Thank you for bringing me back to that. <laughs> you're welcome. The dude, the dude that was, I forget what he was in charge of, but he was there for a long time. And he had real long hair and he had like, he just looked like he was coked out every second he was, of the time. They, I, that so, dude scares yeah, me. Yeah, he was the, uh, yeah, he was the guy who said, I just came in to feed a bear. Next thing I know, um, he's, yeah. he's, uh, giving, giving big cat tours. So that dude at the end, when they were talking about, uh, they were talking, I can't, they were at his house and in the background, there's a Smirnoff vodka bottle Dude. you can see and then they go into his bedroom and he's looking at pictures of people and he's that drunk out of his call. mind and there's a bottle of Smirnoff vodka in his bedroom too and i was like this dude just has bottles of vodka in every single room he i don't hammered. know if that was i don't know if that was drunk or not i think i think After he was they, drunk i think he was drunk in that because so? he yeah he was he was he was like almost falling it looked Dude. like he was drunk to me way he, too much to I, drink. I guess i don't I guess it's hard for me to to know the difference, but it, it, it's man that guy. Yeah, that scene specifically is what sticks in my mind yeah. about that guy. Because there were other times he seemed a lot more coherent than that. Yeah, but he was still always kind of like a little bit, like he just a little he bit had off. that look, man. He's a little bit off. He had that look. And the funny thing is, the person that's probably the scariest is this Jeff dude, this Jeff Lowe or whatever his yeah. name. That's probably the dude that's. He's gotten away with everything. Now they did say at the yeah. end, I like they're like uh, the the main manager with no legs who uh, had the coolest legs I've ever seen in my life. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know you could get like he had a, shit painted on your fake legs, he dude. A, he had a prosthetic sleeve. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, no, those that was on the metal or whatever that was painted. I know on that's it. what I mean. They look like tattoos or something. Yeah, yeah that was were... that was neat. So anyway, um, I can't remember his name. But that dude said at the end, he said, I went into them and I said, I, you know, what about this guy? What about this guy? You're just, this guy was involved in everything. And you even said he was, he's not getting anything. And the feds told him there's more to come. Yeah. Dude, you yeah, know, they're going to make a tiger King too. And it's going to be all about how I they busted so. this cat. I hope so. I hope they do. Uh, Cause there's so much more. You could continue on with this for a while because now the zoo's still in operation. Jeff Lowe's yeah. in charge of it. He and his wife and all the other girls that they bring around all the time, and and their new nanny, 
Uh, yeah, he was pretty pumped up that. about that. Yeah, he was pretty pumped up about getting to pick his new he nanny. He was pumped up about that. Yeah. Uh, and I and I saw first thing her, he said when he his wife was pregnant was, "Yeah, we gotta get this baby out so we can get her back in the gym." This dude <laughs> yeah. is an old. He's old. He's an old man. He's got like he thinks he's the best looking thing since sliced bread. He, I don't think he's he. Not. I think he only had one pair of jeans. Every time he's got the same ripped up, <laughs> holy ass pair of jeans. What? First off, do that. Then wear a hat that fits over the <laughs> yeah. bandana. Don't wear a hat that you would normally wear by itself, and then put a bandana under and just like lay the hat on top of your head. What? That dude. He's not creepy to me. That dude's just out there. That's that's that dude who's who you see at the bar uh, in his late fifties. Totally thinks he he dressed he's dressed like he's a twenty year old thinks he's yeah. twenty years old and he thinks uh, he's gonna take home a twenty year old yep, and he's and he's twelve or he's 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 fifty eight seventy five years old <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean he ended up kind of outsmarting everybody to be honest with you I don't know how smart seemed like it really is, it seemed like that. it we'll find out if that's for real yeah. or not we'll find out if that's for right. real or not well but he's yeah. one of the three people I think that Joe Exotic is trying to sue. From inside prison. Yeah. Um, so he's yeah he's got a lawsuit against Jeff Lowe. Yeah. Yeah, the, um, the problem is is the problem is is in the end, old Mister Exotic did a lot of shit wrong. Oh yes. I mean absolutely. Like like you kind of like in the beginning they make you have like a little warm fuzzy feeling for him, but that dude was just yeah. as bat crazy as everybody else was. You have got that. He was maybe the most crazy. I think. I think. Yeah, I think he's the craziest one. Would you have voted for him for president? Yeah, he ran for president in 2016. Governor. Okay, against Donald Trump. And then he came in third place in the governor's race. Third. <laughs> yeah. He got over 10% right. of the vote. Over 10% of the vote in Oklahoma. What is wrong with you people? Uh, I will never go to Oklahoma for that reason. What is wrong with you people? I will somehow or something. Oh, my gosh. That brings us to that's going to bring us into the comedy segment eventually. We'll get into that, but uh, dude, Ugh. I'm telling you right now, what's wrong with you people in Oklahoma? They literally vote. There was a lot and of people Florida. that voted for him. A lot of people that voted for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jeez, it, it's, so, so okay. So you think you already said that you think Carol Baskin killed her first husband, or yeah. had him killed, or had him? Whatever. Oh, that that cat, that dude's dead. He he got. Oh yeah, he was. No, yeah, he he he's gone. He gone. He gone. My my my. But my question for you is, which of the two following options happened? Did she put him under the uh? What's the what's the thing? It's a uh, the, there was. The the oh the tank oh, yeah 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 I know what you're talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. What, what she put is, him basically underground under the God, septic tank that. septic tank thank you did, is he under the septic tank or did she feed him to the tigers oh they, she fed him she fed him to the tigers she fed him he's yeah he's that dude I don't I don't I I bet it's neither of them I bet she didn't do either I bet that dude is like stuffed somewhere or like just just rotted away to nothing like in her basement and she's just or maybe he's like she she just got a whole bunch of uh, uh i don't know something you can p- put people in to uh preserve them and she's just got him in like a giant glass jar and he's she's just got there. him in a cryogenic freezer or yeah something. and she just walks up and says ha 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 
Isn't Ted oh. Williams' body in one of those? His head is. His head. His just head? his head. Oh, yeah, that's just his so head. so weird. Yeah, his son put his head in a cryogenic place or whatever that thing's called. Wow, that's yep. weird. Yeah, they'll be Man. able to grow a body for him, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, uh. All right, so tell me this. What do you think about this other dude down in Florida that's on the show? Uh, what was his that, name? That uh, Doc, Doc Antle? Yeah, Doc Antle, yeah. What do you think about this guy? Uh, he's got his stuff together a little bit better because does he's he got does he because he got well, rated? Got, Did you see at the end he got himself rated too? <laughs> I know. Oh, that's he not did. what you're talking about. I know what you're talking my, about. Go my joke, my joke was gonna be that he got like six women to marry him, all young, attractive women to marry him at the same time on his on his zoo or preservation or whatever it is. He's got a house for uh, their own house for each one of them. Yep. Um, and he gets his own house. He's married to like six young, beautiful women that work for him all day, every day <laughs> that don't leave the premises that stay there. And he doesn't have to live with any of them. He gets his own place. Too. He, he cracks me up. They did a really good job of making sure that they constantly showed that he wanted, he like, he was directing the directors, right? He's like, okay, so just uh, kind of walk into my house and I'll be like, oh yeah, Hey, welcome. And then they and then they show him opening the door. Welcome to my house. They did that like six times to make sure they showed how bat crazy that dude is too. These people, I'll tell you, the, the the people Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, Doc Ansel, these people that own these places, own these zoos or whatever, um, are control freaks for sure. Yeah. I, and that's that's a good example. You could see very easily about Joe Exotic doing his thing. And Carol Baskin's the same way. She's got most of the people that work for her work for free. Dude, so, that was the best. That was the best part when Joe when they were talking about how she's got the same she's got the same thing they all got. They they all run a zoo. She runs a zoo. They take you know they just don't let you take pictures with the with the cats or whatever, uh, you know up close and hold them. But they she does the same thing. So. I love that. And they're talking about how, how genius she is to be able to brainwash all these people to do all her work for free. And these people are like, yeah, I don't even, yeah, I don't know what Christmas is anymore. I don't even mess. Yeah, Christmas, Thanksgiving, we don't do that anymore. We're just always yep. here. That's crazy. Yep. All three places were like that, man. It, it, it is really weird. Like they, that's what I'm saying. They had their own worlds there. I mean, their own worlds. The, the rest of the world almost didn't exist to them. It's, uh, it's, it's so strange. So, it's, it's so strange it's, to it's see so people living a lifestyle that you could never imagine, that you had no idea existed. No way. Until this documentary. At least I didn't. I mean, you got you hear about stuff like this all the time, right? So, you know, you got kind of an idea that there's some crazy stuff out there. Yeah. But the fact that, that, that they, they let cameras record everything they did every single day. And they're this crazy. Most people that do that kind of stuff, yeah. they're like, no, nope, we don't want any cameras in here. We don't want anybody to know how crazy we are. We're just crazy. Yep. Yeah. And, and the, yeah, that was for the documentary. Joe Exotic was filming everything himself. Like he had his own crew. Yeah. Filming every single thing they did every single day on that zoo for years and years. So yeah, they, I, they probably didn't have to do a whole lot of, uh, of film work, I would imagine at his place because he had all this film documented right. for years and years and years. They just, if they, as long as they got a hold of that stuff, uh, they had what they needed. But uh, yeah, it's man, really, really strange. 
I agree. Like it was the, the like the coolest part was in the beginning seeing all the enormous tigers, these things that should not by any circumstances be kept in people's yards or cages or <laughs> those things belong in the wild in Africa or wherever is the farthest thing away from me. Yes. Uh, I agree. And those things should be in where they actually live, where the rest when of the bit, population, when of it tigers bit his live. boot, when it, when that one bit his boot and he started, That's, that was one of absolutely my favorite part. I'm like, yes, I think you deserve too. that. Yeah. Everything yeah. you can blame somebody for putting something on your shoe that the cat liked. <laughs> Guess what? You're an idiot. You deserve that. You're standing around 200 cats right now. <laughs> Tigers that can easily Ooh. eat you in four seconds. Chris, that's mostly why I watched all seven episodes is because I was watching to see if someone would get eaten. And there was only one person that did. She got her arm eaten yeah. off. And, and she was still, like the most level-headed person on the whole entire thing. And she still to was totally with them. She loved those guys still. She I was know. all about it. They did not euthanize the. They did not euthanize that tiger. That tiger went on and lived there for. They ended up. They they moved it off the land. They got rid of it. They yeah. like sent it to some other sanctuary or something. But um, they she didn't like. She said uh, no. It's not. It's not the tiger's fault. It was my fault. I, I got screwed careless. up. I did exactly. Yeah. yeah. And what's funny is we keep saying she because her name was Kelsey and you had no idea it was a woman. No, I thought it was a woman the whole time. And then I read an article today uh, about her that called her he throughout the entire thing about her. Are you serious? Might have been a man. I, don't, no, I thought that, she was. <laughs> that's uh, Who knows? I don't know. It, at that place, I have no. You, who knows? Who knows? But that was, that, I, it was, it was, we didn't get to see the actual action of the tiger ripping her arm off. No. His or her arm off. I wonder if that but, if there's video of that. I I'll bet. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there is. Man, uh, I don't want to see it. I think that's disgusting. People that love yeah. watching like people die or people like get mauled or things like that. It's the last thing I want to see. When people people always be like, "Oh my gosh, check this dude out! Yeah, this bear attacked him." No, I don't want to watch somebody get attacked by a bear. That's the last thing I want to yeah, see. I, I I don't. It's not that I want to see people get hurt, but like. When uh, when the when the tiger did grab Joe, Joe Exotic's foot and start dragging him, that one I was okay when, with. And when I was people like, oh my get, gosh, oh my gosh, it's gonna it's yeah. gonna start attacking him. Yeah. And and uh, oh, he pulled his gun out quick. When, huh? He pulled his gun out quick. He did. Too. And good I for him for not. Good for him for not shooting that tiger. I guess. I yeah. guess I would have immediately he, shot that tiger. When I first heard the gun go off, I was like, oh, my God, he just shot that tiger. But the tiger was fine. I'm like, oh, no, he didn't. Because then the tiger, like, started walking back over to him after it backed off. He shot and down it, the he ground fired again. fired it again in the air. <laughs> yeah, and, and it backed off again. And then, I don't know if you noticed, but there was one tiger specifically that was kind of laying there. And when that first tiger grabbed Joe and started dragging him, that tiger stood up and started walking Oh, yeah. Over. Yeah, like instinctively, he, he was like, "Oh, he's got to kill. They, if he's got to kill, yeah. I'm gonna go get me some." Yep. They were gonna get all those tigers would have been on his body. That he would have been gone in a second. And it second. was, and it was a liger. Did you hear him say that? Was it? Yeah, that they said. You know, it was a liger. So they're cross beating, breeding tigers and lions. This is so much. Yeah. It's such mythical nonsense. It's not even funny. <laughs> 
Oh man, so crazy! I I really bet. Look, it, it got. I don't think the dude deserves seventy nine years in jail though. Seventy nine years is a little, seventy years or whatever. That's a little, it's a little extreme. I guess, but if if you found out that a person hired another person and paid them to go oh, kill you. I keep you. forgetting about that part. I'm just always thinking about the stuff that's with the Tigers. I, know, I, keep, I forgetting keep forgetting about that. Yeah, That's I guess, why he's in jail. Yeah, that's why he's in jail. Okay. And, Plus, and but he F- says F- he didn't do getting, it. He he says he didn't do it. All the evidence seems to be there. But, but it's yeah. not really because the one guy said, you know, he's like, yeah, I went, to, I went down to Florida. And then when you listen to phone calls, he never even went to Florida. He went to South Carolina. Never even went. Yeah, well, he said he said he was he was on his way. Like he gave him because Joe gave him a car to use and gave him three thousand dollars, and he was on his way. And he just because he was f- fresh out of jail and drugged out of his mind, he just wanted to party. Like he was yeah. like, nah, I don't feel like killing this lady. I just want to I just want to use this three thousand. I have my freedom. I, have I don't a car. know, man. I have three thousand I- bucks in my pocket. I'm gonna go party this money away. Part of me so wants to believe decided. Joe Exotic was just giving him three grand to leave because he couldn't stand him. Part of me, a little yeah, part of me, they believes hated that. Each other. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that might have been the smartest thing he did because that guy might have just killed Joe Exotic eventually anyway. That he <laughs> gave him three thousand dollars to not kill him. Yeah, could be it, dude. I don't know. Uh, uh, so, so I guess what I want to know from you is, would you suggest Tiger King to somebody? If somebody was like, "Yeah, I'm on Netflix. What should I watch?" I would. I just suggested it like an hour and a half ago to my dad, actually. Because <laughs> he's got plenty of time to do stuff, too. We all do now. All he's do retired, now. so yeah. he, he did before anyway. But everybody does now. So we were kind of talking about, because we did a, I did my first Zoom video conference call. Everybody's using Zoom and a couple other ones now. We got this thing. We uh, use this thing called House Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were telling you me about that. You can play games on it and stuff. I'm totally, I'm, I'm loving having house parties all the time now. Yeah, so we, yeah, we, my family used Zoom for the first time tonight, and we all got together and talked for like two hours. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we started talking, a couple of us started talking about Tiger King, and my dad was asking us about it. So I was like, it's on Netflix. You mu- you got seven hours tomorrow. That's <laughs> right. As well. Exactly. You might as well watch it. Yep. So, yes, I, I, to answer your question, I would, I would recommend it. I, like I was, I was saying before, I, the first couple episodes were really, really intriguing, and then as it went on, it became more about. It became more, first of all, just mind blowing, over the top, ridiculous. Yeah. And then it got more and more into the rivalry between Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin, and how much they hated each other. And he was writing country songs for about it. And, uh, <laughs> By the way, he, he doesn't sing those songs. No, he does my, not. So, Absolutely So not. when the first one came on, I looked at my wife and I was like, that dude's not singing that. And she's like, I think so. I think he is. And I'm like, whatever. I can I can look at that guy and listen to him talk and hear the song. He's not singing that. Come to find out, I had, there's some people out there doing some digging. He never sang any of those, of no, those country songs. No, he wrote them. He wrote them, but he never sang them. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. His voice is one of the also one of the funniest parts of that whole thing. <laughs> His voice and his accent together, working together, make so him put him. It's a character. It looks like he's playing a character. Like it does. There's well, no he was. way there's a real person like that. I don't think that's really who he was. I think he was playing a character in his everyday life. Do you think life. so? Oh, I think his everyday life was. I think he woke up in the morning and put his character on and lived the whole day in a character and then went to bed and then woke up the I next morning in a character. 
I don't. Yeah, that's that that's that's too over the top, too crazy. I, that's insane. And those some of the people did almost kind of say that actually, like they he was he was all about performance. Like right. they were saying, that. it was always was, all about him. Even at his, it was even all about at his him, and he was always late husband. Even at time. his late husband, who was telling everybody he wasn't gay. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, even at his funeral, he he performed the yeah. song. He started singing the song. I almost started crying while I was watching it because <laughs> it was so embarrassing for him. Why are you <laughs> singing this song right now? And he at this dude's funeral, he's talking about how the guy liked to pull his balls out all the time. I know. And it's, they keep showing the guys the guy's his mom, mom right in the front row. And that, that dude's mom was on meth as well, by the way. Just letting you know oh, she was sure. on something. She was a jittery. Hey, moving her mouth and she was she was on something too. Oh my <laughs> gosh, dude. He kept talking about this dude's balls and he called him his golden nuggets. And I'm like, what oh. are you? What? This is not. Fu- this is a funeral. What is wrong with you? He was so strange, and when he started playing his guitar and doing his little song and yeah. everything, you could just see all the people's faces. Basically, they were rolling their eyes without rolling their eyes. Yes, you could exactly see it, it. on yep. their faces. Yep. You could see them like, like, oh my god, this it's is the, so ridiculous. It's the Joe Exotic show. Oh, that yeah. dude was a nut. All right, you got anything else you want to talk about about the Tiger King? The only, I mean, I could talk about this forever, but the only thing, the only other thing I can think of is that I thought was, have been, has been really interesting since this came out, David Spade. All right. And this can transition us right into our comedy segment if you want to, or no, we got to go back no, to, uh, we got, we got to do this 1996 draft. draft. But, but so David Spade has a show on Comedy Central every night. It's called Lights Out with David Spade. It's the, the he, they're doing it uh, from, he's doing like a version on Instagram live now or something like that. Cause they can't go into the studio and actually, actually film shows. But, um, so he's doing, doing it there, but he has had like every day or every couple of days for the last week or two, uh, people from the documentary on his show really or on, on his, on his, um, Instagram. It, yeah. Live. Yeah. So there, you got to go back. You got to follow. If you don't follow David, Sp- you're not on Instagram. You can find it somewhere. I'm sure. He's interviewing, he's having these people on and interviewing and asking them questions about the documentary and asking them a lot of the same questions like, was there anything in the documentary that they didn't show that you thought they should have or you wish they would have? Anything you wish they wouldn't have shown or like there, anything, anything you wish they wouldn't have shown? Yeah, the documentary. All of it. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> no, but they're, but these people have been like really super honest and uh, about answering those questions like they're not holding back you're finding out new information about the documentary from this david spade interview and david spade's pretty funny too i i think he's really funny so he's kind of mixing jokes in as he's asking them this kind of stuff are do the so, people is anyway, he doing is he doing where he's putting jokes in and the people don't realize that he's making a joke and like he's no, making no. fun of them or he's no 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 he's oh, yeah. actually he's actually being like cool about it like okay, he's good. trying to connect with these right, people cool, and cool, talk cool, to, good. but he's just like joking like oh my god how crazy is carol baskin and uh, did yeah. she did she feed her you know did she feed her husband to the tigers or whatever yeah. and he's making jokes about that with him. She said um, so he's laughing size, with them. She said the size of the meat grinder is like this and they show it and it's like four inches. She goes, I couldn't put his hand in there. Ah, actually, you could. And then you she could. starts. <laughs> but the problem is, is then she starts laughing, like, dude, 
what are you laughing at? Like, there's nothing yeah. funny about your husband's gone. In five years <laughs> after somebody's missing, you can pronounce them dead. Five years in a day, she pronounces the dude dead, takes all the money. Yeah. Yep. And the and wow. the uh, the will crazy. Right, the will that they that they had written up right shortly before he uh, disappeared said specifically in the instance yeah. of disappearance, passing away or yeah. disappearing. She changed which you it. Never. They had a lawyer on, and he said you never ever see that wording in those things. Yeah, yeah. So and that, that was right yeah. after they they broke into the uh, broke into the office and stole all the documents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Anyway. All right. Okay. So yeah. there's no smooth transition this way, uh, <laughs> no. except for maybe that, uh, Zildrinus Elgowskis, if he was like, uh, two feet shorter, might look a little bit like that Jeff Lowe guy or law or whatever his name was. <laughs> um, or, or oh. anyway, huh. uh, so besides that, so let's get into, so I saw a thing on, on, on the Twitter and, uh, Ryan Rosillo and somebody else did a podcast. Who was it? It was on Whose podcast was it? Bill. Uh, Bill Simmons. Oh my God, Bill Simmons. Yeah, it was on Bill Simmons' podcast, and uh, he had Ryan Rosillo in, and they they were going to redraft the two, the nineteen ninety six NBA draft. Which, as I started looking at this, this might be the best draft in the history of the NBA. Oh, it's this one in eighty four. I think this one in eighty four. I have like to look at eighty four, but head yeah. and shoulders above everybody else. It's unbelievable. I mean. So just to start, like you get down towards the bottom of it, and you know, yeah, you don't really know too too many people down there. But just undrafted. I mean, Chuck Yatkins was undrafted. Ben Wallace was undrafted. So you already got a super. I I thought was a superstar while he was playing in Ben Wallace, uh, that was undrafted. But let's go ahead and redraft. Let's. How do you want to do this? Do you want to redraft? Do you want to say who the best players were? Do you want to, how do we want to go about this? This is really hard, but we could, I think we should say who we think should be in order. Like maybe if we, even if we just do the first 10, okay, first 10 or 12, maybe let's do the first 12. All right. Let's so talk. Let's 12, say who one, let's say who be... one through 12 was first. Okay. So go ahead. You want to, you got it pulled up or you want me to go? I over can, it? Yeah, I've, I've got it. All right. So uh, the, the first pick overall was Allen Iverson. Number two was Marcus Camby to Toronto. Uh, Sharif Abdurrahim uh, by Vancouver. Stefan Marbury was the fourth pick to Milwaukee. Ray Allen was number five to Minnesota and then got traded to um, Milwaukee. Right. Um, as a matter of fact, I think Marbury and Allen got, got flipped. But uh, Antoine Walker was number six. Lorenzen Wright, number seven. Kerry Kittles, eight. Samaki Walker, nine. Eric Dampier, ten. Todd Fuller, 11. Vitaly Potapenko, number 12. Number 13 was a uh, high school kid uh, by the name of Kobe Bryant. Uh, number 14 was a uh, sharpshooter, Peja Stoyakovich. Number 15 was a uh, little white guy. He'll never amount to anything. Steve Nash. Out of Canada. Um, yeah, out, out of Canada. Went to Santa Clara. That's not even a basketball school. Uh, um Tony Delk from Kentucky won a championship in Kentucky. Uh, set a record. Uh, seven, Tony Delk, my favorite thing in the world, set a record for most threes in a championship game, in an NCAA championship game. It's the one thing I remember yep. about watching that Kentucky game that year. Yep. Uh, Jermaine O'Neal was number 17 after him. John Wallace from Syracuse, number 18. Walter McCarty, another guy from Kentucky. I think there were like four Kentucky players 
from that team that got drafted here. Um, you had Zadrunas Ogalskis, who ended up he, – he has his number retired in Cleveland. Uh, Dante Jones, Roy Rogers, uh, this dude whose name I don't even think I've ever heard of uh, because he played one season F in the, the NBA. F. Thamios Rentizias. Well, that, yeah. That sounds good. Uh, Derek Fisher. Martin. Can we? Can we? Uh, I feel like we can stop after that, right? Jerome Williams, uh, junkyard there, dog from Georgetown. Is there anybody uh, else in Brian here? Brian Evans, Priest Lauderdale. Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, was just doing I just. That. Is there I'm anybody else? I'm looking through here. There's nobody really else. Uh, Malik Rose played for a little while. Uh, yeah. Most Othella of the, Harrington. The rest of these guys really didn't. There wasn't. There's nobody really else in here. Um, that ever really made anything of themselves in the NBA, except Jeff for those... McGinnis played eleven years. Yeah, most of these guys. There were a lot of guys in this draft that played like ten or more years in the NBA, which is pretty impressive. It is, and, and um, maybe I shouldn't say that they didn't make anything of themselves. They just were never superstars. Like they a lot stars, of these right? names you've already heard on this right. list. Um, right. All right, so let's do it, man. Let's 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 uh, let me. He, did you write? Have you written down your top ten? I had, no, I started writing them down, and then I I got into that call with uh, with my family, and it lasted up until like five minutes before you called me. But gotcha. I have an idea. Uh, some of this I'm going to be going off the off the cuff, and you know how bad I am at that. Yes. But I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try to do it. I have my first. So I have my first two without question, uh-huh. and then three three and four are interchangeable, maybe. So I was a little on the fence about that. And then beyond that, it's kind of a big drop off it. But then there's another group of there's, you know, four or five. Guys. There's a lot of guys in here that I loved, like Kerry yeah. Kittles. I loved Kerry yes. Kittles. He was one of my favorite players uh, when he was at Villanova and even in the NBA for a couple of years. I loved Kerry Kittles. Uh, yeah. Tony Delk would- was another guy. So I mean, I probably wouldn't know. Obviously, <laughs> I wouldn't draft them as high as you know. Now, if you're redrafting, but Kerry Kittles was fun to watch. He was. He was a good player. He was on uh, those that Nets team that went to the finals uh, with Jason Kidd and Kenny Martin and yep. those guys. Um, so yeah, I, I, do you want to you want to start? Who do you like? You want me to go first? Uh, uh, so so how about this? You want to do it this way? Let's uh, let's let's do a draft. One, you'll we'll each be. I'll be the. Uh, oh. we can be the odd or even teams. How are you? Okay. Do it? All right, I'm gonna flip this bag in the air. Uh, the side with the with the. Wait, wait, we're flipping a bag? I don't know. You got Hold a cord? On. Yeah, cool. It's got something in it, so it'll flip. Well, maybe it won't. Uh, well, let me see the bag. No, that's all right. I'm going to flip my portfolio here. One side says Duralife. The other side says absolutely nothing. Duralife is heads. The back is nothing. Your heads. <laughs> that's the biggest thing I've ever seen flipped. <laughs> yes, it's huge. I'm going to move this chair out of the way so I can flip it. Your heads. They should start, they should start doing that for a Super Bowl. Wait, I'm heads? You call, call it in the air. Call it in the air. What do you want? Tails. Tails it is. You're first. Oh. All right. Tails never fails. Tails never Except fails. All right. So you're first. You get to draft. Uh, this is the 1996 NBA uh, draft. First pick is the Philadelphia 76ers. Who are you going with? <clears throat> I am going with – I'm going to keep a young man in his hometown in Philadelphia – go with Kobe Bean Bryant. So hilarious that thinking about that now like but I, but you know he was a high schooler and you know you didn't really know too much and you knew who Allen Iverson was. All right, so you're yep. going to go with Kobe. Uh so that means I got to go number 2. So 
You're going to take the guy who I want so badly because he's my clear number two. He's You're your clear number him, two. So upset. He's your clear number two. But I'm going to tell you right now, the guy who had the uh, a, a career that I loved went number one. We've had this conversation. You don't like AI. I think what yeah. I think he was the second best player on this list. Are you taking Allen Iverson? I'm taking I'm taking AI, so you can have Ray Allen or Peja Stoyakovich, whichever one you're going to take, because those are your two favorite people <laughs> in the world. <laughs> so I'm going to take AI number two. Who are you taking number three? Well, I'm going to take at number three, who was my clear number two, and that's Steve Nash. Oh, Steve Nash, man, that's ridiculous. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you're right, Steve Nash. I still take Allen Iverson over Steve Nash. I love Steve. I love Steve Nash as a player. Love Steve Nash. Steve Nash is top five in this without a doubt. Uh, but I'm not taking him. Uh, so so AI, so Kobe, A, you took Kobe, then I took a- Allen Iverson, you took Steve Nash. Um, so then I'm going to go, uh, this is tough for me because this is where a lot of guys get bunched up. Uh, so See, there's a clear number four for me here. Marcus Camby was really, really good in the NBA for about five years. He was phenomenal. He was really good. He was obviously unbelievable in college. He was the best player in college that year. Um, but then you got Ray Allen, who's Ray Allen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean he's he's uh, he made a movie where what's the movie called for loving for loving basketball or he got game or whatever it is. And probably my favorite player in this whole thing is Anto- uh, Antoine Walker. I loved Antoine Walker. <laughs> he was one of my favorite all time players uh, in this. But I'm gonna go with Ray Allen. Yeah, that's my that's that's an e- that was an easy one for me if I had that pick. Uh, and this to me is where it drop is where it drops off and you bunch these other guys up. Um, so in that case, though, I am going with. Let me reshuffle real quick here. <sighs> so I liked Antoine Walker too. I loved Stoyakovich. He was the next. He was the second best shooter in this draft, mm-hmm. or at least ended up being. Um, Marcus Camby was. He was pretty good. I mean, you had. I I did not like him at all. But Stefan Marbury, yeah, uh, you know, was a nice player too, and he sold his shoes for like twenty bucks. Yeah, he was at, at Stephen Barry's. Man, I had some Stefan Marbury and, uh, pants, some shorts, dude. <laughs> I was always rocking the the Dave and Buster shorts, not Dave and Buster's. Stephen Barry's. <laughs> I always used to call it Stephen or Dave and Barry's. I think. Yeah. Uh, Sharif Abdul Rahim. That dude was, had a really good career. He did. I mean, uh, Zadrunas Ogalskis, Jermaine O'Neal, who I'm very partial to because he spent so much time in Indiana. Yep. He was really good there, and then it's hard to, to ignore the career that Derek Fisher had. He wasn't a superstar, but he was a really solid player for 18 years in the league. And played on some really Um, good teams. He played almost his whole career with Kobe Bryant, and they got drafted in the same year. That's crazy. Um, So I I have to make a pick for number five, and I am going to pick – man, you know, I think I'm going to take – I am going to take, oh God, I'm going to say Stefan Marbury, even though it hurts oh, my feelings. So took, much. I can't believe that. I, I never, can't either. I never would have thought you would have taken Stefan Marbury because I was going to take him next. 
because I love <laughs> I, I think that he had a great career. He was really good. Um, he did. So here at this point in time, we're at we're at pick number six, and like you said, we got Camby. Um, you got Anto- Antoine Walker still out there. Uh, Pedro, St- Pedro Stoyakovich, Jermaine O'Neal. That's kind of the 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 few guys in that realm that I'm picking from right now. And okay. um, out of those guys, you know, I told you how much I really liked Antoine Walker, and I think I'm going to mm-hmm. take him. I don't know that he was a better player than Pedro Stoyakovich, but there was a period of time where Antoine Walker in in Boston was, you know, him and Paul Pierce together. You know, they they were fun to watch. So I'm going Antoine Walker. He used to put up some numbers okay. for me in fantasy too, so I'm a little, uh, I'm a little uh, partial that way. <clears throat> that always helps when you got a guy on your fantasy team. Yep, I get it. Um, you probably had him way down at the bottom. You know, honestly, yeah, I didn't really. You weren't a big Antoine Walker fan. I I liked him. He had I a really like good. Him. I thought he had a pretty good career. Yeah, uh, he was pretty good. He had a really. He had a really sudden drop off. I feel like yeah. I feel like he was re- he was really good, and then suddenly I can't remember. It, pro- it was probably injuries or something like that. But yeah, he really did. I mean, he played for sixteen years. Yeah, yep. That's what's probably. I I mean, I would have to look at other drafts, but that's got to be the most impressive part of this draft is how many guys played long careers in the NBA yeah. here. Um. Okay. <clears throat> I think I'm going to go next, and he was a big – he was a pretty big scorer because he had the the three-point shot. Yep, I knew it was coming. I've been leaving him out there for you. He was an efficient shooter. It's hard, man. I mean, really, you could go Adam, and with a lot of Adam picks, was such go. a big Peja Stojakovic fan. I was. And he I was. loved watching – him play. Adam would talk about Peja Stojakovic's Peja Stojakovic's shot, like some people <laughs> talk about. Uh, I don't know, like like the best steak they've ever had in their life. Like that. That's how Adam <laughs> would talk about Peja Stojakovic. Yeah, uh, you're right. you're right. Thanks for remembering that because I love. <laughs> I know you I did. loved him. I know you do. But I I loved him even more because I loved those Kings teams so much. Mm-hmm. That, were, that was probably my favorite team at the time. That that Kings team for a few years um, that should have oh should have gone to the finals. Should have beaten the Lakers. Moochie um, Norris. Moochie anyway. Norris was in this draft. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he was. Um, but mine – oh, okay, so I'm going to take Pedro Stoyakovich. You are taking I, I Stoyakovich. I, I didn't know if that was for sure or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're you're up with number eight. Number eight. Um, all right, so with number eight, you know what? I think I think at this point in time uh, it, I'm going to have to go with somebody on the bigger side of things. I'm either going to go with um, Jermaine O'Neal, Marcus Can't – so I got – uh, who do we got left out here? Oh, we got Raheem Sharif, Abdul Raheem still out there. Marcus Camby. Yep. If I'm going by best by career, overall Gauskas. careers, uh, I think I'm going to have to go with. Let's see, Paige is gone. Kobe, Steve Nash, Tony Delk, um, Derek Fisher. I think I'm going to have to go with Jermaine O'Neal. I think O'Neal fits well in this eight spot right here. That's who I would have taken as well there. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm oh, right there left? with you. Um, 
<clears throat> so on number nine, after Jermaine O'Neal, so we've gone Kobe Bryant, Allen Iverson, Steve Nash, Ray Allen, Stefan Marbury, Antoine Walker, uh, Peja Stojakovic, Jermaine O'Neal, and now who? So you got left, you got like a Derek Fisher, you've got Zildrinas Elgauskas, you've got um you've got you've got you've got Tony Delk, which obviously you're not gonna take him. You've got Eric Dampier. That's somebody we didn't even we didn't really talk about too much. Eric Dampier had a really good career in the NBA. Played a he long did. time. Eric Dampier was really, really good. Did. Um <sighs> there's a lot. That's another guy who played for like almost sixteen years or something. Crazy. You know, I was I was going to go next with Sharif Abdul Rahim, but all the all the numbers I'm looking at, as far as value to a team, um, because some of these advanced stats that I still don't completely either don't totally understand or don't totally believe in, because all these advanced advanced stats have holes in them, just like every other stat does. Um, but still all of this is really kind of pointing to Marcus Camby having a little bit better career. I, I'm, I, so, I, I think I would have, that's where I would have gone next. It was between him and Jermaine O'Neal for me. Yeah. So you went Jermaine O'Neal. I'm going Marcus Camby. And up to you for number 10. Right, I so, think we go 12 here. I think we go to 12. Okay. I like that. I'm good with that. So you went with uh Camby at number nine. So, I'm pulling this up now because I forgot that you said that you could do this. So here, look at this. Now I can actually look at their stats. I've been doing this just by yeah. looking at their names. Oh man, basketball. Yeah. Re- so for I did. That's what I did. Yes, go to basketball reference. Sorry, tell them. Yeah, yeah. Basketballreference.com. Basketball-reference.com. And just type. There's a search bar at the top. Just type in 1996 NBA draft, and it gives you like a spreadsheet, basically a sortable sheet um, with that starts in order by how they were picked, but then you can click on the on the top of each column and sort resort by any stat you want to you want to see. So it's really cool tool. Uh, I feel like I did. You can do I feel on. like I feel like I did okay with Antoine Walker at six. I was a little feeling a little awkward about that, but he's sixth on the scoring out of these guys. He's sixth in rebounds. He's that, he's right in that area. I feel good. I'm I'm feeling better about my my Antoine Walker pick at six now. I don't feel like that was as bad. Good. All right. Good. Good for you, Chris. That's just good he for is, you. He uh, is number 14 in win shares, if you needed to know that. I could care less about that. <laughs> Absolutely could care less. Uh, so, Had a feeling. <laughs> so, uh, on number 10, so I got the 10th pick in the draft, and I, you know what? I'm going with uh, Sharif at this point. Sharif yep. Abdul-Rahim. i Sharif. Okay. That means that you are going to get the last pick in this draft. Yes. So. So you got to make this one good. You got to make number 11 really good. In order to make sure that he gets into our top collective top 12, I am going to go with Derek Fisher. I was going to take him. So that's you. He would have been in anyway. But now that you took Derek Fisher. I wanted to play it safe. Yeah. Now that you took Derek Fisher, uh, I have to make a decision between Zildrina Selgowskis, Kerry Kittles, uh, Eric Dampier, 
and I don't know, somebody like uh, – who? who's somebody that we haven't really talked about? How about like a Jerome Williams? Um, uh, Again, there's so many guys that had, you know, multiple – like 10, 10 or more year careers. So many guys in this thing. Um, yeah, I – Lorenzen Wright played 13 years. Malik Rose played 13 years. Those guys, I think, go right along. Jeff McGinnis, Shandon Anderson, those guys were all really good role players for their entire careers and were on some really good teams, um, teams that won championships. And um, I I don't know, man. Tony Delk played 10 years. I mean, Tony Delk is another one that, you know, Kerry Kittles, Tony Delk, uh, Jerome Williams, Eric Dampier, you know, we're, we're selling on 12 here and I'm feeling like I got the, the hardest part of this whole draft. I got to put one of those guys in that spot. Yep. Man. I'll tell you. So, so, okay. So let's, so let's look. Shannon Anderson was another guy. Shannon Anderson had a good career. Yep. Yep. He was on, uh, on those jazz teams that, that played the bulls in the finals a couple times. Um, man, I'll tell you of the guys that you mentioned, I think I gotta. Do you, I think you gotta go Zildjianis Elgowskis. That's who I was gonna. You say. have to. Out of those guys that are left, he had the most. Um, he he did the most for the teams he was on. While he was in the, while he was playing. He he introduced LeBron James to the league. And you have to he, go Zildjianis Elgowskis. I do. I feel like him and I feel like uh, like Zildjianis Elgowskis carried LeBron to his first couple finals. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. When LeBron was like basically doing nothing coming off the bench, just playing a few minutes here and there. I believe he was, Uh, I believe it was the Orlando game and they went into, it was uh, the conference finals and he was in the, uh, and and they, he scored every point in the fourth quarter and overtime. Yeah. Or it was like 23 out of 24 or or something. something. I feel like somebody made a free throw or something. It was ridiculous. Like LeBron just did everything. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Ilgowskis, which means that we did not say anything about a Kerry Kittles. We didn't draft um, Jerome Williams. We didn't draft – who else didn't we get here? Eric Dampier, Kerry Kittles, Lorenzen Wright, uh, Jeff McKinnis, Shannon Anderson. There's a lot mm-hmm. of really good players. Tony Delk, who went – what did he go? Walter like McCarty. Eight? Walter McCarty. Man, that Kentucky team. John, that Kentucky John team Wallace, was good, dude. They were good. That John Kentucky Wallace team was good. Was, yeah, John John Wallace was on uh, the Syracuse team. I think that year. Uh, I think his senior year, maybe his junior year, junior or senior year, they went to the uh, national championship game. I think they lost. I can't remember to who, but uh, John Wallace was the best player on that Syracuse team. He was an outstanding uh, college player. Samaki yeah. Walker. Wow, forgot that name. Uh, Samaki Walker. Man. One, two, yeah. three, four. There was four Kentucky guys that went. Mark Pope, Walter McCarty, Tony Delk, Antoine Walker. Yeah. Uh, three Georgetown guys, that Allen Iverson team, uh, Othella Harrington, yeah. Jerome Williams, and, and Allen Iverson. Um, yep. You can kind of go back and see who was decent those years. You know what I mean? Eric Dampier out of Mississippi State yeah. with Dan- Dante Jones. Uh, I don't remember Dante Jones. UConn, obviously, uh, the, the I believe that senior year was the year – that him that that Allen Iverson and um, 
at UConn up against in the Big East Championship up against Ray yeah. Allen, and those two kind of went at it, and Ray Allen hit the shot at the end of the game and yes, ran off the court. Range. Yeah, ran off the court and all that. That game was just on the other night. I was I watched yeah. the end of that game. That was kind of cool. So that's the other. That's another positive thing. We we haven't done any push-ups by the way, which is awesome. But another positive thing yeah. to come out of this is. I thought it was going to be weird watching old sports because that's the only thing that you could put on. I've kind of had some fun with it. I don't watch a lot of it. Don't get me wrong. I've yeah. not been watching much at Same. all. I, you know what I have been watching a lot of is golf, old golf tournaments. I've been of watching all the sports, a ton all the old basketball of golf. And baseball games that have been on. Dude, been I've been watching golf. a ton of old golf tournaments because – I don't know, man. I'm I'm getting older and I'm enjoying golf more and watching these guys play golf is is like watching major league sports, major league baseball players or NBA players do things I could never do. These dudes with a golf club, the stuff they do is insane. And it's I'm sure it's much more relaxing than watching a basketball game, especially if you're you can enjoy the sport and relax and be calm. Yeah. Cause I got even, no dog in the you, fight. I got no dog in the fight. <laughs> and <laughs> when you're watching a basketball game, you're up screaming at the at the at the TV. Right? Poor Adam, there is a. You day. don't need all that mess, man. You got, <laughs> you got you're getting old. You got to check. You got to keep your heart in check. That's your right. Blood pressure. That's right. You got to keep that stuff calm. Adam came over to the house. Xavier it. was playing somebody late uh, away on a Wednesday night, and. Adam comes over to the house and it goes into overtime and I'm like running through my house <laughs> trying to get TVs to turn on. And then I'm like, no, got to go, got to go back here. I was, I could, I start sitting down and I stand up and I, just, I, I could feel Adam just kind of getting like a little, it was like a little show for him. He kind of got a little, I'm sure that was fun for you <laughs> to get to see, to get to see that. But that's what You're it's really like for Joe me. exoticing, Joe exoticing it up for me. Yeah, I was Joe exoticing it up for you. That's exactly right. <laughs> Uh, so that 1990. <laughs> Look at this man. He going here, and I'm gonna tell you right now, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna tell you. That dude was nuts. And the good old boy just coming down in '96. <laughs> he came. He came down in '96, didn't he? Didn't he say? He was went, that a song that he said? Yeah, that was he. He went because remember his brother died or whatever, and then he went down to Oklahoma, oh. and that's what changed his life. He he moved down to Oklahoma, and it was in '96, same year as this unbelievable draft. That's right, because one of the one of the first things you saw on the uh, first episode was the guy interviewing him, and he's he's sitting there, and he's got that tattoo of his brother's face on his yeah. forearm, <laughs> yeah, and he starts talking about his brother and and. Uh, He's like, oh, who's on your who's on your arm? He's like, yeah, it's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's my brother. He's, you know, I don't. You got to go back the very first episode. They're talking about when he when he first started, and it was in that episode. He's traveling around to all these malls. Northgate Mall popped up. Yes, did you see that? Yes, you and it did. was our Northgate yeah. Mall. That was the exact sign in the that. I know for a fact that was Cincinnati's Northgate Mall. I know for a fact. Yes. Had to be. That was so great. I love that. I was like, Aaron, did you see that? She was like, what are you talking about? We hit rewind a couple times so she could watch it. This Northgate Mall popped up. Yeah. That chick had people. That, oh, man, that's a whole. I don't want to get back into that. <laughs> that's the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my scene or heard in my entire life. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, that's the 1996 draft, man. You got anything else you want to throw out there? Oh, another one that we didn't talk about because he was undrafted. Uh, who – probably had just as good a career as some of these guys 
maybe as good a career as Marcus Camby uh, is is a guy like Ben Wallace. Yeah, defensive player sure. of the year a couple times. I think he was three. I think he was three time defensive three time defensive player of the year. Led the league in rebounding like five times. I mean that guy, he could have been. I'm surprised he's not. I guess he's not going to be on here because uh, technically he wasn't drafted, so they probably won't show him yeah. on here. But uh, yeah, I mean that guy was really good. If you're on there, there you go. That's that's just another guy I was thinking about. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. That's uh, again another. Not sure about a transition here, but <laughs> let's just jump right into the last uh, last part of this thing, right? Yeah. Let's We've let's got- let's jump right into it. And by the way, I just want to say this. Uh, this is what this is Ben Wallace's information. I just I just pulled him up, and he also played for sixteen years, which is um, he played till two thousand through two thousand twelve. He ended up where's rebounds at? I gotta find rebounds here. Here we go. Uh total rebounds. Total rebounds. Oh, that's per game. I don't want per game. We want total all together every day of his entire life. <laughs> well, they've got per game on this sheet too. Well, I mean that doesn't matter as much, but I don't know how you find it. Anyway, that's beyond besides the point. I think he I mean, he he averaged nine point six rebounds a game. That's pretty impressive, considering yeah. he didn't even really play for the first five years of his career. Like he he kind of bounced around uh, between a few different between a few teams and didn't really even get going until he got to Detroit. And that first year yeah. in Detroit is when he really stepped up and started playing the game. The year before that, his last year in Orlando, he played eighty one games. And he started 81 games. Before that, though, his first three years, he did basically nothing. And then he got, then he went to Orlando, or he went to Detroit. And obviously, we all know what happened from there. Yeah, he got on that Carl Malone weightlifting program, and uh, dude, he had the biggest shoulders. Monster. He had enormous shoulders. His shoulders were ridiculous. All right, so that was I kind remember of fun. him. Oh, sorry. There you go. You remind you. you remember no, him I, I just remember. I remember him telling a story because he used to go back and forth. He had the real big afro, and that was that was yep. like crazy. And then sometimes he would braid it. Right. Yep. I remember him telling us telling somebody one time in an interview that he braids it on the road and does the afro at home because when he goes on the road, people like like fans from other team from you know from on the road yeah. badger him about his hair. Uh, and I don't know why you would care if they talked about your hair. Maybe he's a sensitive hearing, guy. Maybe might be a big sensitive. I don't know. Guy, yeah, I, know. I, I don't know what he was hearing that would make him so have to get his hair braided on the road all the I time. But <clears throat> anyway, well, we'll have him on the podcast one day and ask him. <laughs> yeah, let's have him. There you go. All right, so uh, let's let's transition that into what we what we do every <clears throat> single week here on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. We do a little comedy segment. Uh, where we watch a comedy special and go over what we thought about it. We rate it. We give it uh, a certain amount of haws. We kind of talk about it and have some fun. So Adam has recently uh, put them all together, and the last one we watched last week was Mark Marin. Neither of us were really too yep. big of fans of it. Um, so this week is Tom Segura, Segura, uh, Ball Hog. Which Ball Hog, by the way, when that finally came out, I finally find out why they called it ball hog. <laughs> they got to laugh. They got to laugh just as hard as anything. All right. So yeah. 
So it, it was what I was hoping it wasn't going to be. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to let you go first on this because you just watched this last night, right? I did. All right, tell me what you think about it. Um, so I didn't <laughs> – kind of uh, something we were talking about with uh, – was it Ronnie Chang maybe? Whatever one of the one of the last ones that we both really loved, I started – I thought I was going to start taking notes and then – I was laughing quite a bit, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to end up writing down everything he says, and I'm gonna, I don't want to do that. So, yeah. um, so anyway, I, I so spoiler alert that I uh, really did like it a lot. I liked it a lot. I thought it was very funny. Uh, we were uh, a little concerned. We were the last couple of weeks, like, look, when these comedians start getting big, they get they get a couple really good ones under their belt, and they get real popular, real famous. And something happens and they, they either you just get kind of used to them and they don't get better. They stay the same. So it just doesn't, it doesn't seem as good because you, now your expectations are higher maybe. Yep. Or they're just flat out not as good because they're just, you know, I don't know, whatever. Maybe something comes with fame. You're, you're spending more time doing interviews and podcasts or something like that than writing jokes. You, you or get a little what, big what about happens. yourself. They, some of them seem yeah. to get big on themselves. And the whole point, some right. of the best comedians and the best stand-up are people that just hate on themselves. Some people get really big and they turn the way that they do their comedy and that's no fun for me. Yes. Um, so Tom Segura, I was glad to see, in my opinion, did not disappoint. I don't feel like he's dropped off. Um, this might have even been funnier than his first couple for me. Oh. Uh, really, I really, really did enjoy this a lot. Um, he was, the, I think the first time I really laughed out loud was he was talking about, uh, you know, he, he has kids now and he, he's talking a lot about them and he was talking about how, <laughs> uh, he, he, he doesn't know, like, you don't know how you're going to react or you don't think you're going to, you don't think you would ever, ever hurt a kid or something until and he said he, he's playing or something and went over to this piece of equipment to play on or whatever. And there was another kid, an older kid that said, no, you can't use this. This is mine or something like that. And he said, he said, I, he said, I'll, what did he say? I will oh, kick your chest I'll, through your I'll back. Kick your chest through your back. I totally screwed that up because I couldn't even read my own writing. I'll kick your chest through your back. He had so many. I, I thought did, that was really funny. Um, that was a good one. I definitely agree with that. I was laughing hysterically at that. He he talked. He did a lot of really. He said funny you can't stuff. cuss. You can't cuss another kid. You can't cuss at another kid, right? Yeah. You can't cuss at him. It's very. It's a, there's a thin line. You can cuss around him and hope that he goes home and uses those words. And then, yeah. And dad, and he's like, you know, like, and then he did. Like, he said like 15 cussing cuss words or terrible things in a little jig. And he's like, yeah, yeah. See, it's like a little, yeah. Just remember how I said that <laughs> in like a rhyming yeah. form. It was so funny. Oh my god. He did gosh. like the seven, the, he did like the George Carlin seven, seven words words. you can't say, but he yeah. put it to a song or something. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, he was another thing that stood out to me. He did a, a, a bunch of good jokes and I, I felt like he did, a really nice job of mixing things up. He yeah. was, I felt like he was pretty structured, but he also did a good job of mixing it up between like some shorter, not necessarily one-liner jokes, but shorter, uh, just like 
like a, a quick little quick little jab that's really funny. Yeah. And then he would go into a story and and tell a story and make that really funny the whole time. He he kind of he kind of did a little bit of both of those things, and he did like he didn't do like he wasn't like all physical comedy, but he did enough mm-hmm. that it helped enhance his jokes a little bit. Yep. Um, but he wasn't over the top with it or anything like that. It was mostly I felt like it was a lot of the I keep saying this like spoken word. It was it was the actual words and the way that he put them together that his, really made me laugh. His delivery is phenomenal. His delivery is very good, yes. Um, the one thing, though, that stood out to me that was funny but also was more of like a message that we have talked about on this podcast is um, a lot of the, you know, like basically doing comedy in today's climate. The, the cancel, you know, the cancel culture or whatever you want to call it now where you can't, you're not allowed to say nearly as many things as you used to be able to because everything's taken a lot more seriously now sound bites are always taken and then they and they they run it however they want to say it right you can't offend anybody anymore and everything is offensive so you just can't say anything right so um he addressed that like every comedian is pretty much now that every everyone we're watching every week yeah but he did not back down no he's like he's a lot of good go ahead no he he was like, you know, he was not backing down. And a lot of comedians aren't. They're talking about how aggravated they are about somebody is changing or being treated because they're not allowed to say anything anymore and joke. He went after it. I mean, he said some stuff that I kind of raised my eyebrow like, whoa, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm I not sure that's it. okay. And I think a lot of things are still okay. I totally in love comedy, it. In because, comedy. Only. And he kept saying, it's a comedy special. Like, that's the point. It's a comedy special, people. That's what he's doing. I'm doing a comedy special. I love it. He doubled down on Louisiana, which was great. Yes. And then brought a whole new state into it with Arkansas. Screw it. Let's just yeah. piss them all off. He said, I really, yeah. I got to say that, <laughs> that I thought Louisiana was the worst place to ever be on. And then I went to Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. his giggles are no. so funny. His giggles are really funny, by the <laughs> yeah, way. He does. They are. They are. They were not Pete Davidson annoying. They were. Uh, they were, were funny. Yes. Um, so anyway, they, <clears throat> but he his point there was so he t- he was talking for a while about especially after he did the Louisiana stuff in his last special and and some other stuff he said at other shows that people feel the need to come up up to him after the show or email him or message him on whatever and talk about how upset they are and how he shouldn't be talking about those things. Yeah. And he said, so he, he gave the analogy that he said, when my son uh, c- comes over to me and he's whining and crying and he says, it's too loud over there. He says, you know what I tell him? Don't go over there. <laughs> so guess what? You don't want to hear stuff at a comedy show like that. Guess don't, what? Don't come go, over there. Don't go, don't go to the comedy show. I love it. Yes. Yeah. It's so good. We talk about that. We talk about that during this comedy segment all the time. If you yes. if you get offended easy or you ain't just then don't listen to some of these things. Like if you can't take it, don't listen to it. Don't because that's not the person that I, I that that's not who should be listening. Why are you even listening to comedy if you're just gonna be upset at everything that happens? Comedy's supposed to relieve you from all of that. And let you laugh and, and be funny. Laugh at the things that are Listen, happening. Listen, if you 
if you are a person that is easily offended or you're a very maybe you're a very christian person and you try to stay pure of mind and heart all the time and everything that's a great thing but you have to kind of have an idea and by the way read if you're watching on these kind of things on netflix read the descriptions go online if you're if you're if you're about to try something you're like you know what i like comedy i want to check somebody out read the description go online typing check out a review typing clean comedy then like dude, yes. be smart about it right let's let's be, be smart, smart about, about what it. we're doing and if if you're recommending a comedian if you like tom segura and you know you have a friend or a family member or just somebody you know maybe you work with or something and you know enough about them to think that they might not love a guy that's gonna not mind offending people if that's what happens yeah because he's he's gonna be a little a little raunchy with it you know yeah. he's gonna he's gonna talk about whatever he wants to talk about he's, he's gonna, gonna talk about your mom having say sex words he shouldn't say he's gonna talk about uh, your mom having sex yeah that was the weird that was the most difficult part <laughs> that was my that was most difficult part I was, for me to hear i was cracking up at that part because so was that's the stuff that i love I love messing with people because there are certain things that like, there are certain things that it's like, okay, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Okay. That's, you just went a little too far. No, no. Oh, it's still funny. Yeah. It's more funny to see your reaction to it. It's not necessarily (laughs) what I said was funny. It's the reaction I get out of your face. I do it with, I get it with you all the time. I can go just a little bit too far with you, and it's like you get this little thing where you, you kind of giggle and you put your head down and you you don't know what to say. I love that. I love that, and that's what he did with the mom having sex and mom being a ball hog <laughs> because she, yes, uh, she's like making put, people yes, ma- making people uncomfortable has become a huge thing in comedy, <laughs> and, and it is. It, it can be really, really funny. I love every second of it. I love that he can, he made a joke about, I can't remember what it was. Uh, and then he goes back to that and he's like, Oh, that's okay. But when, when they make two different jokes, like they'll make a joke about, uh, I don't know, a little kid getting, oh, yeah. getting, getting kicked in the chest through his back and they won't laugh. And then he'll <laughs> make a joke about somebody's mom gobbling, whatever. And they'll laugh at that and be like, Oh, you'll laugh at that, but not <laughs> Not the little kid. I guess I yeah. see what kind of crowd. But you didn't I got. like the Bible joke. Yeah, yeah, the Bible joke. That's what it was. It was the Bible joke. Uh, it was free. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I thought Tom Segura was really good. Uh, in the very beginning, it's really funny. Uh, I made my wife watch this with me, and I rewind it. I started it, and then she came in the room, and I was only like a couple minutes in, and I went back to the beginning just so she could hear the beginning because I was cracking up so hard. That's why she came in. It, the very first joke is the reason she came in because I started laughing so hard because I go out of town every once in a while and, you know, he's like, you know, my wife, you know, she gets really emotional when I leave and, and you know, she's like, she's like, she's like, oh, what am I going to do without you? This is, oh, it's going to be so tough. And, and he's like, yeah, oh, it's going to be so horrible. And he's like, no, it's not. No, no, it's not going to be bad at all. He's like, I'm not going to have anybody here. She's like, I don't have anybody here. He's like, oh, I don't have anybody here with me either. And he's like, Nope, I got all you guys. I'm good. <laughs> it was hilarious. And he's like, I just did it five minutes ago backstage. I was cracking up at his 
leaving to go on tour and not feeling bad about being gone at all and his wife hating every second of it and he has to he has to put an act on so she feels the same way i love that so much i was cracking up so my wife tells me all the time when i go out of town for work she's like oh yeah i know what you're gonna do you're just gonna be you know take a nap or you know you know, get done with work you're gonna go to your hotel room take a nap for a couple hours watch whatever you want it's like yeah that's exactly what I'm going to do. That's 100% <laughs> yeah. exactly what I'm going to do. I can't do any, I can't do anything with the kids if I'm not there. It's so. exactly right. Exactly I, right. I'm just going to fill the time with other things. The guy. Uh, all right. So let's give it our haas, man. Let's go. So, so I got this pulled up. Uh, your, so your biggest ha that you gave anybody is a four and a half. And you gave that to, uh, you gave that to Dion Cole and, into the original Kings of Comedy. And to uh, Jim Gaffigan, and oh, I gave a 4-7 oh, right. to Dave Chappelle. 4-7 to Dave Chappelle. All right, that's right. I don't have the updated yeah. numbers when we after last week. So, all right. That's right. So, I have to you're good. So, what are you giving this? After we just talked about how much we both loved it, um, because I already rated this. I mean, you can see I'm not typing it in right now. Yeah. I already typed it in. Uh-huh. I gave it a 4. I a gave it a four. four, which kind of feels a little low now. I feel like that's super low because I'm one. I'm giving this. I I thought this was better than what did I give Dave Chappelle? You gave Dave Chappelle four point seven two. I'm giving this a poor four point seven five. Wow. This was my this was my favorite one outside of the original Kings of Comedy. It's going to be hard for anybody to get over the original Kings of Comedy. I gave it a four point nine. This was by far my favorite thing that we've watched. Uh, from new specials this i laughed extremely hard the entire time like i there was hardly any parts there was a few parts where i just laughed a little bit but i was always uh-huh. laughing and out loud as well uh can i can i change mine yeah 100 percent uh i'm going a 4.1 4.1 you gotta get it up just a tick give it a little tick up a little tick just one little tick up 4.1 for me 4.75 for you chris next week we got we 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 possibly have a special guest i am going to actually do my job this week yeah and reach out uh to somebody that we've been thinking about having on for a while uh and he it would be a perfect time Uh, all the sports that have been canceled we know somebody that is very, very close to that that was affected quite a bit by that. Um, and we may have a chance to uh, get that person on next week, so we're going to try to do that. Um, and then we'll probably have a, a, a little bit something extra. I'm sure we'll have more stories about what's going on with the coronavirus because uh-huh. things are changing so much every day. So in another week, we're going to have a lot more information about it. We're going to be seeing, apparently we're going to be closer to – to being at the peak of this thing. Um, so we'll have that. We'll have plenty more stuff. You know what we probably should do is I think the 96 and the 84 drafts are the two so, best drafts So ever. let's go back and do, do 84. Do the 84. I'm down let's with do that. Let's do the week. 84. All right, so right we'll, do, we'll do that next week. That's something. To, but what is – if we get – if we have a guest, we may not necessarily do another uh, – we may not do a comedy special. Uh, we may, depending on uh, how much time that interview takes uh, for the podcast, but we still need to pick one. I think we'll watch. do it. Okay, we'll still do it at the end. I, I like we'll it. it. Good. So, what is uh, what are we gonna do? 
You got any? You got uh, anything out there? You have. Let me check here. I got. I got it pulled up now. Uh, I mean, nothing. <sighs> I did tell you I, I watched the uh, Burt Kreischer special. Yeah. Which was all right. It wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, man, I'll tell you, the top ten right now, no comedy specials in the top ten. No, I'm again, same thing. Although there's a guy, David Arnold. I feel like I've seen this guy, Fat Ballerina. Didn't we say we, we yeah, were looking at we, this a while back? We we talked about it, yeah. Yeah, Fat Ballerina. We did Time, time Machine with Leslie Jones. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer, live from The Ville. Oh, that's 2016. We don't want to do that. We're trying to get something new. Um, I don't know, man. What are you thinking? The Fat Ballerina doesn't look bad. Uh, Let's try that one. You want to do Fat Ballerina? Um, Let's do that one. Yeah, because I'm not familiar. David, It's David A. Arnold, right? David A. Arnold, that's... Fat Ballerina. I'm kind of in for this. I I, I'm, I think this is going to be a surprisingly good one. I'm, I'm coming in with positivity. By the way, congratulations on positive positivity Wednesday for the coronavirus podcast that we just did uh, all positive things. I feel like there was no negativity that came in on this. I didn't feel like I was going to cry at any point in time. Uh, I, I feel, I feel totally good about this. Good, good. No, I mean, if you, if you cried that it could be tears of, uh, you know, just, just tear jerking things from positive things that we're seeing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <clears throat> so that would be okay if you did. There you go. Yep, yep. But you didn't, so it doesn't matter. It, did, it doesn't, because I didn't. So anyway, uh, sorry, I'm scrolling through to see if there's any other comedy specials, but I think we're good. Um, we're just going to keep that keep that as is. All right, so, um, yeah, so to, to end the podcast, I uh, just want to say, uh, you know, uh, keep doing whatever everybody's doing. Hopefully there's, uh, there's plenty of hanging out at the house, you know, Play in your driveway, play on your back deck, hang out in the yard, get some exercise, walk around the rock around the block, you know, do what you got to do to get out and move. But uh, you know, uh, stay at home. If eventually, eventually, the way it sounds like is uh, is, is every one of us are gonna know like one to five people that that end up uh, catching this bad boy, or maybe we already do. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. there's that there, you're going to ha- it's going to happen. Uh, be cool. Be cool to those people. Don't, don't treat them like they got the plague. Cause they don't, uh, <laughs> they're going to be all right. 99% of people will be okay. So be kind, be nice to other people out and about. There's, there's still, uh, there's still some, some crazies out there. So be nice to everybody. Everybody's going through the same thing. You are remember that. Yes. Well said. That's my positivity for it. Um, I, I, I don't know that I got too much else, buddy. You got anything else that you're looking uh, to get into before you exit out of here? I think I'm all set. All right. Well, in that case, don't forget to turn your headlights on.